Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. And welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy uh, Father's Day and Juneteenth. Shout out. It is a two for one this weekend. Bogo. It's going to mm-hmm. be fun. Yay. Yeah. Um, um, I don't have any plans for Father's Day yet, but my dad, my mom did say that we should take my dad out for um, to see the new Top Gun movie. Mm. Yeah, I have no. Yeah, now I think about it, my dad might like that too. But I just don't. I is it bad that I don't care about seeing that movie? I did not yeah, really enjoy see, the first one. I don't know if I even saw the first one. It just it, to me, I don't know. It's not something that like piques my interest. Yeah, no, me either. But like, I might go see it just for that. You know? Yeah. So I'll I'll follow up. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, you yeah <clears throat> you should let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, literally nothing is going on. Okay, you know what? Actually, I, we were talking about how we just had nothing to say. But however, you know what I'm scared for? Hmm. Um, when this comes out, is we're gonna be in a heat wave <gasps> in the United States. Oh no. oh no! And are you serious? Yeah. I forgot about it until just right now. So that's what I'm scared for. My air conditioning, it's not even summer yet, right? My air conditioning has broke twice already. Um, knocking on wood because it is fixed right now. But, um, yeah, I'm scared because it's hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not good. I didn't I didn't know there was about to be a heat wave. Oh, yeah. That's, that's going to suck. But yes. probably it's going to be worse for you. Mm, probably going to be bad just everywhere. I have to yeah. imagine. Mm, yay. Stay cool out there, everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, don't honestly, really have any I don't know how people on... lived. Me neither. Ice. I don't know. How do people live without air conditioning? I mean, I did it See, at one point in my life. I, but I know. No, me too. But I, I think about that sometimes, and I'm like, I really do not understand. But also, we are in the hottest point in, like... That's true. In history. Human history, I'm pretty sure. You know, because, you know, global warming. Yeah, <laughs> so. you're right. You're right. Wow. Maybe it just wasn't that bad back it in the day. It had to not be. You know? Yeah, you're so right. Mm. Must be nice to live in a not yeah. 100 degree weather all the time. Mm. Like, I want to I wanna do, like, a little bit of research on that and see. Um, Same. Because I, why do I have a feeling, like, it only got up to 80 Yeah, like, 80 was, like, the, hun- the 100. Mm-hmm. Back then. Honestly, I would agree. And I love 80 degree weather, so. Yeah. That could be the weather all the time to me. But um, if you would, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, honestly, other than all the bad news I just let out on there, I don't really have anything else. Any other intro topics? Yeah, no, I really, I don't either. <laughs> We're Sorry, trying to we're boring. find something to say, but I think I can just get right into my story. Ooh, okay. Um, so I have a creature, another creature Ooh. this week. Yeah, I'm excited. <clears throat> this one is the Boggy Creek Monster. Oh, okay. I think I've actually heard of him before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a movie, so you might have heard of mm, that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also called the Falk Monster, which is from Falk, Arkansas. So mm-hmm. it's F O U K E. Mhm. I think that's how you say it. Um and another name for it is the swamp stalker. Ooh, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but I think Boggy Creek Monster is, like, my favorite one, so I'm going to stick with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there have been reports, like, tons of reports, um, and they started, like, I'm, honestly, I've seen so many different things saying, like, when they could have started, but then, like, the next one I would go to would say even farther back. So I don't really know, but there was, like, mm-hmm. one of the main ones that people focus on was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was reports between 1971 and 74 described this creature as um, bipedal, so standing on two legs, covered in long, dark hair. Ew, Bigfoot? Kind of, yeah. Um, it's seven, It's like seven foot tall. Interesting. Um, 250 to 300 pounds. And some say it's even bigger than that. Like 10 feet. Oh. And like 800 pounds. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it runs swiftly with a galloping gait. Ew, okay. That's the worst part. interesting. <laughs> and it swings its arms similar to a monkey. Oh, so. I don't like it. <laughs> um, Ooh, also. Bigfoot's cousin here, over here. No, yeah, that's that's pretty much what he is. Um, he also has a terrible odor. That's lovely. <laughs> Smells like a skunk and a wet dog. Ew. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, also has bright red eyes it's the size of silver dollars. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, with that description, you you got it right. Like, people say that it's very much like Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, but in Arkansas. Okay. So. So, like, could it not just be Bigfoot? Just Arkansas Bigfoot? Yeah, could be. Interesting. I don't know. It just got a different nickname over in that area. Yeah, true. Because are you, are you in the squad of people, um, (laughs) are you one of the people who say, like, Bigfoot is just one creature or, like, has multiple there's no, like I think multiple. there's multiple of them. Yeah. Like a species of Bigfoot. Big feet. Yeah. Well, the maybe, I mean, that could be it then. True. It's just like one of them. Mm-hmm. But this this part of it kind of, I don't know if this is the same as Bigfoot, but the the footprints itself that have been found for this creature um, show three toes. Oh, what? That's yeah. weird. So, I don't think Bigfoot is known to have three toes. No, definitely not. Yeah. So, maybe he's just, like, you know, deformed. Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, you know. um, Or just a totally different creature. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And the footprints were shown to be 17 inches. Oh. So, pretty big. And they're also seven inches wide. Oh. So... That's huge. Yeah. Huge. And I'm trying to picture like a roller and that's even bigger than that. Bigger, yeah. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. The width. Wow. Yeah. That that Boggy Creek creature would never find shoes to fit his foot. No, I know. (laughs) Especially with the three toes. Right. Never. Never toe socks. No. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Uh, So... There were some sightings that were reported in newspapers. Um, there was a sighting of a large hairy creature in 1851. Oh, wow. In the Memphis Inquirer. 
See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Some things were saying, oh yeah, the first one was in the 70s. Like, that's when it was cited. But then this says it was yeah, in the, the newspaper in the 1850s. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was in the Memphis Inquirer in 1851. And then in 1856, a sighting was reported in the um, Caddo Gazette. Mm-hmm. So just local papers. And people who live in the area say that he has roamed the area since 1964, which mm-hmm. is like, I mean, those papers say that before there was yeah. a creature there before. So I don't know. I don't know if that means it's been there the whole time or it like left and came back. Or like the first one was like the dad or the grandpa and then like yeah. the dad died and now it's like the son monster yeah. situation. It could, yeah, could be. Um, hmm. some other things say that it can be traced back to 1946, which is also not even as far back as 1800, (laughs) so I'm so confused. Um, but, like, nobody really knows when Hmm. it first got there, you know. That's crazy. It's probably just lived there the whole time. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, and it was originally called the Jonesville Monster. Uh, because it was seen in Jonesville. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah. Very unique name. Yeah. He moved places, I guess. He moved from Jonesville to, um, Falk. hmm So. He, he moved around, but not very far. Um, and in 1955, the creature was seen by a 14-year-old boy. And he described it. He said that it had reddish brown hair and he saw it sniffing the air. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And he said he fired on it with birdshot, which I don't really know what that is. I looked it up and I think it's just like a shell of a a shotgun shell. Oh, okay. So does that, that means it's like not a real. Not like the full bullet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about guns. No, me neither. So. But anyway, he shot it with birdshot, and it didn't react <laughs> at all. Oh. So. Okay. Um, but then somebody later read that description, and he they were like, yeah, that kid saw a bear. So <laughs> I was going to say, could it have not just been an animal? <laughs> yeah. But this kid, he was like, no, it was the, it was the monster. It's like, no, it was probably a bear. But... It was probably a bear. Sorry, mm-hmm. 14-year-old little boy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then there was a report of an attack in 1971. Oh, an attack. Yeah. So before when I said like, oh, it was described a lot in the 70s, this is like the main story for this creature. Okay. That it like came and attacked these people. So it is said to have attacked the home of Bobby and Elizabeth Ford, on May 2nd of 1971, and um, Elizabeth was sleeping on the couch, and there was, like, a window right by it, I guess, and she said that it reached through the window. Ew. Um, through the screen on the window, and, I guess, tried to grab her, and she thought it was a bear at first, but then looked at it and was like, that is not a bear. And it was chased away by her husband and his brother. That's disgusting. 
because I also know, crazy? we were just talking about the air conditioning and she was probably hot. That's why the window was probably open if I had to guess. And yeah, imagine trying to be cool true. while you're sleeping and then this monster is just reaching through your window to get you. I Ew. know. Oh my God. Ew. Mm-hmm. But could she have just been having a bad dream? But apparently no, I the mean, husband chased it, right? Yeah, the husband mm. and her and, and his brother. Yeah. Wow. That is so interesting. Uh, imagine thinking that it's a bear at first. Like, is the bear going to reach for you? I, I mean, know. I don't know. Creepy. I don't know. Do bears do that? I don't, I don't think really so. Lit. I don't think there's bears around where, where right. I live. So right. I don't know if that I, like that's a thing people worry about. I guess I have seen bears come near people's houses before in like videos and stuff. So Yeah, but I just feel like they're normally after food. Mm-hmm. Like, not a sleeping lady on the couch. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe she had something over there. It's true. <laughs> maybe. She's had, like, a piece of toast on the <laughs> side table. Yeah, she fell asleep while she was eating it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We we solved it. Yeah, right. Um, but, anyway, the rest of the story, they, they were chasing this creature, and they fired guns at it, um, and they thought they had hit it. Right, they were like, we're, we're sure we hit this thing. But there was no blood. Oh. So, they're so like, they didn't weird. hit it. See, either they didn't hit it or like, or it's a vampire. I don't know. It just With no didn't. blood. <laughs> it was a vampire. <laughs> we're just changing it. Yes, <laughs> totally. I'm looking at my own. <laughs> uh-huh. Update, it's not a vampire. That was just me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't really know. They they were like, yeah, there's no blood. So that's suspicious. Um, and they, like, went and tried to find the creature after that because it, like, ran away and got away. Um, but they couldn't find it again. Hmm. Uh, but they did they find three toad footprints close to the house. Okay. So. Well, that's a little bit unexplainable because mm-hmm. what else has three toes? Right. See? Um, and they also found scratch marks on the porch and damage to the window and siding of the house. Oh. So, it was, like, swatting to get in. Yeah. Um, so that's that story. Um, it was sighted again on May 23rd of the same year. So, like, 20 days later. Um... And three people who were, they were all together at this time. They claimed to have seen an ape-like creature cross U.S. Highway 71. Hmm. So, and that's, that's all the sighting. Yeah. Details of that one. Um, they didn't really have anything else. They're like, oh yeah, it was just like an ape-like creature. That's Huge. so weird though, because like, what was it? I know. Um... Also, it's just weird to me that there's, like, that it's, like, an ape-like creature in Arkansas. I know. Like, what what is even in Arkansas? I have no idea. No offense to the Arkansas listeners. Like, I don't even know where Arkansas is. See, I didn't either. But (laughs) I looked up this town on a map. It's really close to Texas. Oh. Because it's kind of close to the border of, of Arkansas and Texas. Oh. So okay, hmm, that's that not sort where of gave I imagine a better it. idea. That is not where I imagine Arkansas to be. 
See, so, we're not the best at geography. No, 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 no. We actually, I am the worst at geography. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I just can't even imagine. Like, if I saw something like Harry running across the highway, like, what would I think it was? I, well, now I would think it was this boggy monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somehow it, like, escaped and got all the way over to North Carolina. Yeah, exactly. He just <laughs> He just wanted to move again. Yeah. He goes around. Um, so, there is, like, a bet the best-known footprint of this creature. Um, I, I don't know how else to word that. But anyways, the best-known footprint was found at a soybean field mm-hmm. um, belonging to Scott Keith. And he's like, yeah, look at this footprint. It's, like, totally intact and perfect. Like, this is the creature obviously but the game warden um came and like analyzed it to make sure to see like what kind of creature it was it was but he said that it was not authentic and that somebody like made it oh yeah yikes but it's still like the best known footprint of this creature so it's like (laughs) plus i guess some people believe it i mean yeah was that just like one person's opinion that they made it I mean, what, that, that it was, like, not like real? Like, fake, yeah. Um, yeah, it was the game warden, so, like, he's used to looking at footprints and being able to tell what yeah. animal made it. So, I True. guess, I mean, I would trust him, like, trust some sort of game warden person. Yeah. Because they're, like, that's what they know. Like, they look at footprints and stuff. Mm-hmm. However, so on the other side of that, what if he just had not seen this creature before? Which, I mean, I obviously mean, he hadn't. So, but, like, like couldn't, couldn't you just look at footprints, though, and be able to tell if it's faked or not, even if it's not Yeah, I mean, I guess, shape, I guess you're right. I, I guess know. I would just need to see it. Like, how fake did it look? That's what I want Yeah. Know. Yeah, true. I mean, I'll try to find a picture of it and um, post it. Yes. So, we'll definitely see. Definitely check the Instagram for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there was actually a bounty on the creature as well. Mm-hmm. Of $1,090. That's very specific. <laughs> yeah. Um, the bounty was posted by a local radio station, K-A-A-Y, so, in, in nice. Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So, that's cool. Nobody found it. <laughs> yeah. So, nobody claimed <laughs> <Yeah>. the bounty. <laughs> um, hunters went, wanted to go out and find it, and with increase in interest in, like, people going out and trying to find this creature especially since this bounty was a thing um the sheriff had to put a temporary no guns policy oh for hunters to preserve public safety oh wow so i thought that was kind of cool no, like that is, interesting you know very wild yeah i was not expecting you to say that yeah um so in and in 1971 three people were fined $59 each <laughs> for filing a fraudulent monster report. Oh, wow. What a charge to have on your record. I know. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. What if What if they really thought they saw one, though? What if they How really did, they did see fraudulent? it? Right. Yeah. Like, unless they were able to prove that it was, like, fake, you know? Because, like, you do get in trouble yeah. for, like, making, like, fake 911 calls or whatever, too. Because you're, like, That's wasting true. their yeah. time, you know? But, like, what if it was real? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, they they had to pay fifty nine dollars each. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's so random of a number too. It is. All of these numbers are They're random. They're like we're just gonna and they had no way to like have a standard on that. They they just like made up a number. I bet. One, they're <laughs> like, oh, our new tires, Jimmy. They're sixty dollars. That's. Oh, I need three <laughs> new tires. You know, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah. Because <laughs> fifty nine dollars uh-huh. is super weird. I would have mm-hmm. at least said a hundred. Yeah. No. Yeah. True. Um, and in 1972, a film was released called The Legend of Boggy Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, and this made the monster even more popular and became a cult classic film. Love so, it. That's cool. I was trying I've to... I've never seen it. I don't know if I have either. But I've definitely heard of it. Definitely have heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, I have too. Um, and then I think I, I looked up the picture of you know the movie and i think i've seen it before like seen the cover too oh okay but so you it's like familiar the movie yeah yeah i mean we're not shocked there savannah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't watch movies no <laughs> <laughs> um so attention on this monster went down over time and made like less less and less reports were made over the years um, and then there was a, a small uptick in reports in the 90s. Mm. Uh, in 1990, it was seen jumping from a bridge. So, that's interesting. Mm, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess he was okay, though, because in 1997 and in 1998, it was seen in a dry creek bed uh, five miles south of uh, Folk. Hmm. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess it was okay. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I I mean, I guess he's still out there. I bet he is. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, definitely. Uh, investigations into this creature. A lot of people who like analyze the footprints and like all this stuff. They say that it's fake. Um, Yikes! <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> there's um. People, people say, like, oh, it can't be a primate because it would have to have five toes. You know? I mean, why? Because all primates have five toes, I guess. I mean, mm, I would have to argue that. People can be born with genetic deformities. See, that's what I was thinking, too. It's like, it could just be a deformity, not like this is how exactly. all Like, every creatures. single one has three toes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I mean, even me personally, I have web toes, so... Yeah, see? I mean, you you can have little weird toe deformities. Mm -hmm. Um, This one, though, I don't know. I don't know if this one goes under the same thing. (laughs) Um, No, this next point that I was about to make. um, That it is claimed to be nocturnal and primates are not nocturnal. Mm. So that's another thing they were saying. Well, it's probably not a real thing. Yeah. But I don't know. It could just be another, it could just be not a primate, you know? Exactly. going by that. Yeah. Or, like, were they just forced to be nocturnal because it knows that it's not safe during the daytime? Yeah. Yeah, there's that too. Like, you know, maybe they're not actually nocturnal. That's, that's crazy. I don't know what to think on this one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. These creatures like Bigfoot and then this one, like, they're just interesting to think about. Because, like, there's been reports over the years, like, people claim they've seen it. 
but also like there's not much evidence like there there's like pieces of evidence but then none of it's like testable exactly to prove that it exists so mm. it's really hard right like i just want i'm like were they just seeing like a really big bear or something yeah but also like they say it has swinging arms it's like that's kind of weird yeah that's weird that's so strange and like what all these people are just like thinking that they're seeing this monster that's i don't know it's so hard to me when so many people come through with like so many reports and stuff because also like i don't know i just feel like so many things are living in the woods we don't know about Mm mm-hmm yeah true and i mean i think also with like the deep ocean and stuff definitely there but like the woods like i mean there's parts of the wilderness that we've not ever been to 100 percent, 100 percent. it's weird it's really weird everything about woods in general weird so who is to say this little boggy creek monster ain't out there it ain't gonna Mm -hmm. be me yeah i don't know um, I do know, though, that there is the Boggy Creek Monster might show up this weekend. Why? Because it is the annual festival oh. for this weekend. No for way. For this creature this weekend. It has a festival? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What? So just like, just like Mothman has its festival, there is a um, Falk Monster Festival. I want to go. Yeah, it's on Saturday. June 18th. Wow. That's so funny. I love that. I really like, I I saw that there was a festival and then today, like today, right before we started recording, I looked up, okay, when is it? And it's Saturday. That's weird. That's kind of crazy (laughs) that I did it. I'm doing this the week that this festival is. That's so crazy. Well, yeah, guess what, guys? There's still time to go um, when this airs. So that's crazy. Yeah, Aww. and proceeds benefit the um, school district. So. Oh, that's so good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> Maybe he'll show up. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, listen. I mean, it's his festival. Yeah, it's for him. It's the party for him. He doesn't even uh-huh. sound that mean. I mean, listen, the reaching into somebody's window to grab them off the couch, that's a little yeah. suspicious. Mm-hmm. But. That could have been a fake story. It could have been a fake story. Or then again, he could have just been hungry. She could have yeah. had a toast. Exactly. On the side of the <laughs> couch or whatever. Yeah, her, her bowl of mac and cheese or something. Exactly. He was hungry. Or maybe he just wanted a friend. He doesn't seem uh-huh. that evil to me. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, boggy. I've named him Boggy. <laughs> yeah. That's just his first name. It's a good name. Oh, my heart. Yeah, so that is the Boggy Creek Monster. <laughs> That's, I don't know what to believe on this one. He's one of my favorite cryptids now. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, why is he so cute? I, like, he's not even. And he stinks. He, he's really not creep. He's not cute. No. And he does stink. And, yeah. But, but, like, you know. My heart goes out to Boggs. Yeah, exactly. Little Boggy boy. Uh-huh. With three toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. His little three toes. Taking <laughs> on the world. What's yeah. supposed to do? This is the 1850s. Maybe mm-hmm. before. Maybe shorter. Who knows? Yeah. Only Boggy. So, Boggy, if you're out there, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, hit us up. He's listening. Can you imagine? Just picture for one moment. In the middle of some Arkansas woods is a big, hairy monster with a little iPhone listening to our podcast. 
Oh my god. <laughs> it's he's out there. I know it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. I love a good cryptid story. We'll mm-hmm. always just love them so much. But I, for you this week, am switching it up. Switching it up from the cryptids. Um okay. I have a disappearance story for you. Oh. Which we know I hate these, but I also love them, so um this week for you. I'm going to be covering the story of the disappearance of Amelia Earhart. <gasps> oh my god. Um yeah. So let's just get on into it. How about we? Um, okay. So Amelia Mary Earhart was born on July 24th, 1897. Um oh wow. I know. I was like, okay, I just, you know, dates in my mind, they don't ever really stick, but I don't, I didn't expect her to be born in the 1800s. Well, yeah. I mean, but 1890, see, like, yeah, I mean, she's it close. does make sense. It does make sense. Yeah. It, do- it does. But I don't know. Just time in my brain just doesn't make sense. That's what people are going to say about us when we yeah. say, like, oh, yeah, we were born in the 1990s. 19, yeah. No, 100%. Which like is 1900s. 1900s. Disgusting. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. Ew. We're old. Um, <laughs> but so I'm sure everybody has heard of Amelia Earhart. Like if you haven't, you are in fact Patrick Starr living under a rock. Um, <laughs> but if you don't know, she was the very first female aviator to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. So, you know, a big win for the women out there. Um, mm-hmm. She also set like so many other records like that have to do with flying. Um, but her making the first, um, trip across the Atlantic by herself, that was definitely the most notable. Um, but what I didn't know is that she was also an author and wrote like multiple best-selling books, like about her flying experiences. Oh, did she really? Yeah. And I was like, what? That's so Hmm. cool. I did not know that. Um, so yeah. And she was also very important in the formation of this like group called the 99s, um, which was an organization of female pilots so obviously amelia Earhart is an icon she really is love her i always knew that i loved amelia Earhart, but i didn't even know all this stuff about her right same literally same um so amelia she was born and raised in atchison kansas and then later moved to des moines iowa um and she apparently like developed her passion for like adventure and flying and stuff at a really young age and so she, like, kind of immediately knew she wanted to study flying, which mm. is wild. So, yeah, she started um, getting experience, like, in her, like, early 20s flying. She was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. So she was just like, I, I want it and I got it. Ariana Grande. Um, so right. she did that. Um, flying, though, ev- like, especially when flying was, like, just starting to be a thing, mm-hmm. would have been so scary. Listen, you know? it, it takes a lot for me to even get on a plane today. So I can't imagine. That's what I'm saying. Like, even a plane that I'm not flying myself. Exactly. I... And, like, think of all the safety protocols we have now for planes. Yes. Compared and to there was, Yeah. I, I'm also afraid of heights, so that might have something to do with it. Yeah. But, um, you, know? you know, I'm not even that afraid of heights, but, like, it's a little different when you're in a moving vehicle, like, thousands of yeah. feet up in the sky. I don't think... Anybody was just like, we're chilling, you know, in this plane. But Mm -hmm. actually, it's not true because Amelia was. She was like, yeah, I'm chilling. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Could just never be me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So in 1928, 
Um, that was when, that was the year that she became the first female passenger to fly across the Atlantic. Um, and she apparently was accompanied, like, this was before her solo trip. Um, this is just when she flew. She was literally the first female to fly across the Atlantic, even though she wasn't piloting the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's actually that's cool. insane. I, that's what Like, I'm they didn't even let women on the plane. No, no. They said, you're they said not even no. allowed in. Yeah. Yeah. So she really, that's, she really was just breaking every single boundary for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So then that happened in 1928 and it was only four years later that she did the solo transatlantic flight by herself completely. Oh, wow. <sighs> like, I can't stress enough how scary that would be. Like, I don't even care how much you love flying. Like, mm-hmm. to fly all the way across the ocean by yourself? Absolutely not. I couldn't do that today if my life depended on it. The whole yeah. ocean <laughs> by yourself? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, that's honestly probably a really big fear of mine. So really shout out to her for doing that. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially since like, I mean, the ocean is just the scariest part because if you exactly. are going to crash or something, there's nowhere to go. No. If you have to land, emergency landing, nope. you can't. No, nope. no, you can't. No, the only option is down. And that's so scary. So um, that happened in 1932 when she did it by herself. And so when she came back from that trip, when she landed, she came back very, very, very famous, very well-known person in the world. And so she started winning countless awards, um, started the 99, like, organization, and eventually became a teacher to teach other women how to fly, which I just love that. Oh, that's great. I know. Did she only teach women? Um, Well, no, but it was, like, that was her goal. She, like, she wanted to only teach women, you know? So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she taught like most of the women that at that time wherever she was mm-hmm. so crazy um so yeah that obviously was a huge world record um but no she didn't want to stop there she wanted bigger and better so in 1937 Amelia Earhart and navigator Fred Nolan set out on a circumnavigational flight across the globe she was like, you know what? Across the ocean ain't enough for me. We, I'm going to be the first woman to do it across the entire world. Which is wild. <laughs> like, I can't even mm-hmm. fathom going over one ocean, let alone the entire globe, in a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She was like, I'm going to do crazy. it. Her and Fred, they were like, we're doing it. Um, so, they got in a Lockheed Model 10E Electra plane. That was the type of plane that they got. Um, and they set off, they set off and they started, um, let's see here. Oh, I didn't write down. Oh, okay. Yes. 1937. Okay. So it's 1937, which honestly blows my mind because that's not even that long ago. I mean, I guess it is nearly a hundred years ago, but it doesn't feel like that to me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, it's like what 90 some right but also think about how we just it's only been it's been less than 100 years since we've flown like that's Mm -hmm. so scary yeah no yeah that is crazy just in general that's ah so anyways um i lost my spot okay so amelia and fred they set off on their around the globe flight right however they disappeared over the central Pacific Ocean. 
So the two were last seen in Ley, New Guinea on July 2nd, 1937. And it, it was like on the last stop before Howland Island. And really tragically, mm-hmm. that was their last final leg of their flight. So they had almost did yeah. it. They had almost did oh the God. whole globe. Yeah. Um, and so Amelia Earhart was presumed dead just three weeks prior to her 40th birthday. Yeah. And that's heartbreaking. I know. Like right before so her birthday, young. she was about to do it. She was only 39. Like, can you imagine if she would not have disappeared? Like, we probably would have been in like the year 3000 already. <laughs> I was technology thinking, yeah, wise. I mean, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I, no, she would have done so many other things. Exactly. I think that would have been totally like, great for society. You know? Totally. Totally. And so, um, let's see. So yeah, she was presumed dead three weeks prior to her birthday and it took literally a year and a half actually after they disappeared for them to both be declared dead, Amelia and Fred. So, you know, why did, why did Fred not? I don't know. Nobody cared about Fred. It's so sad. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say like, oh, they thought he survived. And no, somehow I mean, no, she died. no, they just only cared about Amelia. Oh, Okay. That's sad. Poor friend. I know. Poor Fred. Um, so, yeah. Um, investigations and s- significant public interest, like, in their disappearance still continue to this very second that I'm saying this. Over huh. 80 years later. We don't know what happened to them. So, there are many, 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 countless different theories as to what happened to them and the mm-hmm. plane. Um, The most common one, I would say, is the crash and sink theory. So basically it says that Amelia and Fred like ran out of fuel when they were searching for Howland Island, which is where they were supposed to be stopping. Yeah. And because they ran out of fuel, the plane crashed and they just like drowned in the ocean. Yeah. Um, And so I think that's like the most believable theory just because it seems the most obvious, I guess. Yeah, it seems the most likely to have happened, you know. Yeah. But the weird thing is, is that the plane should have had plenty of fuel to get to Howland Island and some extra as well because of just like the way that they had mapped it out and planned it. Yeah. Um, And the weather and like sight, like the line of sight was super clear that day as well. So that's a little um, strange. I mean, could there have been something wrong with the plane? Totally. There totally could have been. Um, So... When you're flying in a plane, if you don't know, you're kind of, like, in constant communication with, like, people on the ground to make sure, you know, things like this don't happen and, you know, to make sure you're, like, flying in the right places. Um, So, basically, they were supposed to make contact with this, like, radio whatever place called um, Itasca, I think. Um, But the plane was not receiving any messages from them, even though they should have been. But they could send messages. So um, at 7.42 a.m., Amelia Earhart reported, quote, We must be on you, but we cannot see you. But gas is running low. We have been unable to reach you by radio. We are flying at 1,000 feet. And so that's confirmed. She said that to them. Um, And so there is that evidence that they were somehow running out of fuel, even though they definitely should not have been. Um, and the next update from Amelia was an hour later at 8.43 a.m. 
And she said, quote, we are on the Lynn 157-337. We will repeat this message. Please wait. And so based on these two messages, the Coast Guard assumes that they ran out of gas somewhere very close, just like north of Howland Island. And okay. which is where they were trying to go, which is just even more sad. Um, so in the 1970s, um, fast forwarding a little bit. Um, there was apparently like this huge analysis of the flight to try to find the real answers of what happened. And this guy named Captain Safford, who was an officer at the time, he worked on this like analysis and he claimed that the flight was very poorly planned and somehow like even worse, worsely executed. Like they were like, he was like, it was bad from the get go, but he doesn't really go into any details of why like why was it poorly planned how so like i don't know if it was like the gas like you know i don't know i don't know yeah um so but other than the military other people have like researched the flight and tried to find this plane but after extensive searching with like the top notch best sonar devices nothing has been found to this day (laughs) um see that's that's suspicious that's suspicious right because that yeah that makes it seem like they didn't crash exactly like nothing has been found not not one thing that's weird so the coast guard and most other government authorities say that the electra which is the plane that they used is eighteen thousand feet down in the ocean that's their theory they're like yeah it sank However, I find that to be just a little bit too easy of an answer. Like, yeah. they just sank. So what? They crashed. There's no evidence ever again. It just completely sank to 18,000 feet below. The sonar, the best technology didn't do anything. Can't find anything. And mm-hmm. I understand the ocean is big. But, I mean, Amelia Earhart was a genius, if I have to say so myself. She wouldn't have done something. Couldn't have mm-hmm. thought of anything. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. But what really doesn't add up to me is the fact that they said if like all of the analysis that they have done on the flight, they all came to the conclusion that they would have landed the plane, even if it crashed in the ocean, it would have been somewhere close to this Howland Island. Hmm. So we can't find anything. That's weird. Mm -hmm. That's weird. And I know the ocean ain't 18,000 feet close to the island. So, yeah, suspicious. See, yeah, that's really weird. Cause I mean, if she said she was, a, what did she say? She was a thousand feet above. Yeah. She was like, she was flying at a thousand feet so trying to like save their fuel. At the island? Pretty much? Around it. Yeah. She was yeah, like, that she was really like, I gotta be on you guys somewhere close. Like you gotta be somewhere close, but I just can't see you. Yeah. So she was close and she knew she was close. So that's just so weird. And it's also weird that they couldn't like communicate to them. Like, yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Bunch of weird stuff's going on. So like that theory to me, it just has so many holes. I don't think that there's enough. I mean, there's not enough evidence to support anything really, but Mm -hmm. that's just strange. So the second theory is called the Gardner Island hypothesis. And this theory assumes that Amelia and Fred were both unable to find Howland Island. And instead of like flying around and searching for it, they decided to turn south and look for any other island to land on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so with their message and like the coordinates in her message that she said, um, the people who believe this theory say that the coordinates actually, like the location that she gave was super close to Baker Island. Okay. And which apparently wherever they were is just a tons and tons of little tiny islands all the way around. And that um, they just think like, okay, so... The coordinates, they were around Baker Island. It's not too hard to assume that they would have flown a little bit farther to land on Gardner Island because it's a bigger island with, like, actual people who live there. So, like, it, the, to them, it probably would have looked like there is civilization on this island. So, they're like, okay, this is where we're going to land. That's at least yeah. what this theory says. Um, so, a week after they disappeared, Navy planes from the USS Colorado searched Gardner Island um, and they claimed to not see any sign of the, Amelia or Fred or the plane, even though they did see signs of people who had been living on the island. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And, and they're like, did interesting. They... <laughs> but and... they didn't see any people. No. Huh. So in 1940, there was a skull discovered on this island. <gasps> And this led to a very thorough search of the island. And in the search, they found a lot more bones, a bottle, a shoe, and a little box. Oh, um, no. And even though the bones were, like, very old and had been, like, weathered from just being outside, the lead officer believed that there was a small chance that it could they could belong to Amelia. So they did all this analysis on the bones and aging. And for a really long time, scientists were actually very convinced that these remains were Amelia Earhart's. Mm -hmm. And so this was like the belief theory for a long time that this is the island that they died on. However, these bones were DNA tested in 2015 and proven to be a male. So this entire oh. time it was never Amelia. And the um, like measurements of these bones did not fit Fred's description. So Okay, see that's crazy though. And also, if they were bones... Mm -hmm. that would mean like would they decompose that right fast? it was a week right they right like no <laughs> so either so either like they weren't theirs at all which you just said they weren't yeah but like if they were gonna think that it was their bones like they would have been thinking somebody did that to them right because right. like it can't just do that by itself exactly like, they, like that's weird and that's kind of all the information I have on that theory, which is also weird just because, like, that seemed like it was, like, the answer for such a long time. Like, is the government trying to cover up something? But that's still, like, know. a weird answer to me. No, it is. It just makes the fact that, like, somebody would have had to do that to make their bones just bones. You I know. know? I don't know. I know. It's weird. It's weird. And also, like, whose bones are these then? Yeah. That's uh, yeah. the, that's a real other question. Like we just have no idea. Hmm. Also weird. Yeah. Um. So, moving on to the third theory, and personally, the one that I believe. So it is known as the Japanese capture theory, and this one says that Amelia and Fred may have crashed onto Saipan Island, and that is where. They were captured by the Japanese government. So, oh. yeah, this is a little, this is a little different. Um, so in 1990, the NBC series 
um, Unsolved Mysteries, which is now Netflix, but um, it broadcasts an interview with the Saipanese woman who claimed to have witnessed Amelia and Fred's execution by Japanese soldiers. What? Execution? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so no independent confirmation has ever came from these claims, but the reason that this theory is so believed over the other theories is because that there are several pictures of people who look to be Fred and Amelia standing alongside of like Japanese military men. Okay, that would have been so scary if that's a real thing that happens. She just she is just trying to find this island she's supposed yeah. to land on and then they yeah. accidentally go to the wrong place. Exactly. And exactly. Ugh, that's awful. I know. And so there are tons of these photographs, um, a bunch of different ones, a bunch of different kinds, um, and none of them have been proven to be either real or fake at all. Um, so you just kind of have to believe it or not. And I saved a picture and I was going to send it to you, but now I can't find it. So go check out oh, our Instagram. No. Now I'm going to find it for you. Don't worry. But, um, okay. <laughs> Yeah, go check out our Instagram to see. I'm going to show, like, the most famous picture um, that's, like, the most believed to be her. And I can't lie, it is... <laughs> okay, so we're talking about, like, like the 1900... Like, early 1900s. It could really be anybody, okay, in this picture. Mm-hmm. And I fully understand that. But it's just the fact that, it to me, it looks like a white woman standing with um people of color in a different area so i understand where people are coming from possibly like this woman is out of place and we don't know who she is so right that's kind of the only basis of thinking that this is them (laughs) so i send it to you you can look at it go check out our instagram like i said to see um but yeah so okay like i guess (laughs) i know and there Uh, are it is really hard to tell it's really hard plus like i mean we're not talking about the iphone 13 camera here like this is yeah an old far away picture um so to go along with this japanese capture theory there's another version of the um theory that amelia and fred instead of like crashing into saipan island like the other one says that they actually flew into Japanese airspace without knowing. And then the Japanese government shot down their plane. Like Mm. that's this Mm. other second kind of theory. And so on Saipan Island, there is actually a location that is known throughout the entire Island to be two unmarked graves from a pair of aviators. And that is known. And it's like, and nobody knows who these aviators are, but I'm like, that's a little bit suspicious. Um, if you ask me, cause like, who is it? Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that there's huh. two of them, that's also, it's a little bit of a coincidence. Um, so that Amelia Earhart's family actually have came out and say that they, or at least most of them believe that the Japanese have had something to do with their disappearance like that they flew into Japanese airspace at some point and that they, you know, in some way, shape or form had something to do with the disappearance. Mm-hmm. Um, See, that just makes me think like, do 
the like did they know after the fact that oh we shot down Amelia Earhart and like right. they have that on a secret record secret record somewhere mm-hmm. or they like just really didn't even know who it was and they're like we don't really care right well i think of it so yeah. i do actually believe like something like something in one of these things happened like i don't think they just crashed and drowned yeah. um which i mean is definitely possible but i just don't think so um but like i think at least today they definitely know <laughs> you know like Later, they definitely learned that that was Amelia Earhart that they, like, did whatever they did yeah. to. But I think at yeah. the time, I bet they had no idea. Like, like they were the just moment, like, this is didn't... a plane flying into our country and it's not supposed to be. Get them yeah. down. Which yeah. I completely understand. Like, they, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, if we, if I saw then, a random plane I didn't recognize, I would be like, shoot it down. Because it's coming yeah, to attack and what, me. what year was this again? Um, wait, let me see. Um, 1937. Okay. So, yeah, amidst the World Wars, too. Like, I mean, I can't blame them, but... And, yeah, Japan was, like, such a totally different place. Exactly, exactly. I mean, everywhere was a totally different, Yeah. (laughs) But, no, definitely, for sure. And all the tensions were high, like, rising, because World War II was about to happen. So, like, Hmm. yeah, I can't, I can't imagine, nor do I blame them. Um... So, let me see here. So, there is one last theory um, that has to do with, like, this Japanese capture theory. Um, And it's basically that they, you know, crashed on some Japanese island and were captured. But then, Amelia actually survived the capture, but then was forced by the Japanese government to become the infamous wartime radio personality named tokyo rose what (laughs) okay why would they why would they do that they're like we're just gonna capture this person and make them go on the radio right so the basis behind this is they're like they talked to her and realized that she had a wonderful voice and they're like you would make a perfect radio personality um but the only the only evidence that is backing this theory up is that Tokyo Rose and Amelia Earhart apparently had very similar sounding voices. And so that's okay. okay, but like what if? I guess I guess it is possible. Anything's possible. Right. But like, I don't oh, believe it. No. I don't believe it, but imagine. <laughs> like it's yeah. Wild. It is wild. Um So hmm. yeah, I just had to throw that one in there cuz that's, you know, fun. Um so there are many 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 more theories and I could go on for days but there are a few even more wild ones than I just told you um about Tokyo Rose so I thought I would just briefly mention some crazy ones um so some conspiracy theorists believe that Amelia and Fred were actually spies for FDR and that they were trying to spy on the Japanese government and then that's how they ended up and I mean like listen do I believe it? No. But is it possible? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I mean, I could see how, like, yeah. oh, I'm just traveling around the globe. Yeah, I'm just That's the first woman up. to go around the globe. We're not spying on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying it might be smart. Um, but anyway, other theories suggest that they both survived the crash, but then changed their looks 
got new names and started living a new life. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just okay, thinking, but see, why? Right? Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Like, why, why would they want to do that? Exactly. Amelia, specifically. I mean, she was killing the game. Breaking world records daily. Right. Like, right. why? She was only just beginning to thrive. And, like, like I just feel like... I mean, do I know Amelia personally? No. But I don't think that she would just want to start over. A mm-hmm. completely new life. Um, so, <laughs> there's a very specific theory. And people think that they even know who Amelia Earhart turned into. So, some people say that Amelia Earhart somehow survived the plane crash. That there was a plane crash and she survived it. And then moved to New Jersey. <laughs> okay. Then changed okay. her name. Remarried and became Irene Craigmile Ballum. And so this lady, Irene, she was a banker in New York City in the 40s. And she has always denied ever being Amelia Earhart. And she ended up suing for damages because people literally wouldn't leave her alone. Like, they fully, they were like, you're Amelia. Just admit it. Just admit it. Like, she couldn't even (laughs) work. She could not work. Because they're like, you're Amelia. Irene. Why? Is it really that convincing? Like, how? (laughs) Like, no. Why did they think that? Like, no. I don't know. I think people just wanted answers so bad to what happened to her. And they were like, Like, why would they pick this random lady? Right, right. (laughs) I wish I knew. But the reason they did is because they shared so many physical similarities. Um, Mm -hmm. But actually, this theory was put to rest when they brought in this man named Kevin Richland, and he is a criminal forensic expert, and he was actually hired by National Geographic to study the measurements of the two women's faces, and he found many measurable differences and concluded that even though they look extremely similar, they are absolutely not the same person. So finally, Irene could breathe after that, after National Geographic was like, okay, Irene is not Amelia. Sorry. Yeah. But, like, that's really what it took to make people believe that it wasn't her. (laughs) Which I'm like, girl, Irene, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. (laughs) Um, I know. Just imagine, like, just people just randomly one day start saying, you're actually this other person. Right. And you're like, And we know it's you. Like, don't lie about it. I don't care what you have to say. um, (laughs) Like, I don't know. That's so wild. I mean, it's way harder to do that today. Like, you can't do that today. Not with social media, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, last but not least, we know the world's views on women, even today, but especially in the 1930s, you know, some people were probably not too happy about the things that Amelia Earhart was doing, right? Like, becoming the first woman to fly, becoming the first woman to do, I mean, she was doing it, you know? She was doing the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... There is, like, no evidence to this at all. It was just something that came up when I, I was doing the research and I just thought about it. But, like, what if someone, specifically men at the time, could have felt threatened by Amelia Earhart and, like, what she was doing? And, like, what if they sabotaged her from the beginning? Because that man, if you remember, was like, oh, it was a poorly planned flight and even more poorly executed, like, what if people who were helping her get her plan together, like, put way less gas or something, you know? It's huh. totally a theory. Totally not supported at all. But I'm just like, may, I mean, it's it would not surprise me at all. Yeah. I mean, that 
That is a theory. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I Why would it not have happened in any of the other stops they've made, though? That's true. You know, they were, like, right at the end. That's true. So That's very true. Now, now she still gets the, the you know, yeah, the fame the for almost making yeah. it. You're right. You're right. I just thought I would be like, hmm, you got to bring that point up because that's a little interesting, you know. Yeah. I do think yeah. it's really suspicious that the first woman to ever fly around the globe, missing, never seen again, plane never seen again, never heard of again. That's a little weird. But, you know? yeah, you, you do have a point there. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Something's a little fishy. Um. So, decades after her presumed death. Um, Amelia Earhart was inducted into the National Aviation Hall of Fame in 1968 and also the National Women's Hall of Fame in 1973. She literally has won every single award you can imagine. Um, And although we may never actually truly know what happened to her, we do know that her legacy is going to live on forever. Everybody knows who Amelia Earhart is. A girl Mm -hmm. boss, if you will. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, and she, I mean, she paved the way for so many women in that field and also every other field. Like, we're like, oh, Amelia can do it. Girl, we got it. So, I don't know what happened, but I hope she knows, like, how much of an impact she made on the world. Because she really, she really changed the game, you know? I don't know. And maybe she did mm-hmm. want to change her name and she's living out there somewhere. I mean, not now, but, you know, at some <laughs> point in time. And mm-hmm. she was like, you know, I really did that. That's what I, mean, I can that help. is the best case scenario, yeah. but I just don't think that's... <laughs> no. no, I don't. <laughs> that think, happened. I don't think so either. But, um, yeah, what do you think happened to Amelia? Which theory are you going to go with? I I feel like I want to go with the, her, the plane was shot down. Yeah, that's what I by think, By the, the Japanese. I think so, yeah. too. I think so, too. I think it just makes too much sense. And, like, obviously, like, the Japanese government is not going to come forward and be like, yes... Yes, in fact, we did do that. You know, they can't. Not at this point. Mm-hmm. So, if it did happen, we'll never know because they can't say it. So, yeah. That is the disappearance of Amelia Earhart. Dun, dun, dun. I feel so sad. That, yeah. That is, <laughs> it's such a crazy story because. It really is. I really just wish she made it. I know. Like, and oh, it just makes me so mad because she was so close. Like, they were. Literally, almost there. Literally. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so frustrating. I mean, me. people still say she was, like, the first woman to do it, Oh, right? I mean, she did it. No, she did it. She has the credit. She did it. But it's just sad mm-hmm. she didn't make it, you know? She didn't get to celebrate yeah. her victory. But, yeah. Um, definitely go check out our Instagram. You gotta see the pictures this week. Mm-hmm. No doubt about yeah. it. Um. Ugh. So crazy. I know. It's like there's no words after all that. There's it's no, just, no. Oh. No, there's not. It, it, regardless of what happened, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. So crazy. But please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, Yeah. But I don't really have anything else for you guys this week. Yeah. yeah. I don't have anything else okay, to add well, to that. All right. Well, we will... See you next week. All right. Cue the music.